Good morning and welcome to Heirloom Culture Report, where we explore where we came from to where we're going and why, looking deeply into the threads of the tapestry and zooming out to appreciate the patterns in the web of life that we're a part of. I'm your host here, Anka Amaru, and this is our first episode, so welcome and thank you for joining us. We're going to be going on a little bit of an adventure here today and in the coming days and weeks and months and uh, so thank you all for tuning in to this experiment here and taking a look at uh, some different points of view on life, that some very old, some very new, for um, taking, taking the time to make considerations of other perspectives that aren't necessarily often um, put in the shining spotlight here within the mainstream construct of our culture at large. Heirloom culture was born out of a desire to understand what it means to be a human being on this earth. Like we said in the intro, where do we come from, where are we going, and why are we here? Some very essential and fundamental questions that perhaps get swept under the rug in the frenzy of our modern culture and society's pursuit towards progress and the supremacy of the intellect. We're curious as to how cultural narratives developed in the forgotten past and all the way up until today and how they influence in our everyday lives. Not only the ways that are more overt, but also the subtle and more esoteric, symbolic ways that, without our awareness and understanding of them, may have power over influencing us. Our goal in examining these unquestioned influences and assumptions is to ascertain what's beneficial for humanity and the web of life we're embedded in, and what is maybe not essential or is asking or giving us an opportunity to transform at this time for the betterment of life here on this planet and in the greater cosmos within and without. Here at Heirloom Culture, we believe in the synergy of prayer, work, family, community, and culture to be the ways to integrate humanity back into the balance of life on this earth. Now, it sounds like a big mission and big lofty ideals but in a way in my study of history i've never seen positive change for the earth be enacted without having some utopian ideals at the seed or at the inception of that change and in that way heirloom culture is an organization unapologetically dedicated to individual sovereignty and inner authority and skeptical of all currently prevailing ideals that would look to undercut the intrinsic gift in favor of collectively held, untested assumptions based on a general authority that has so far driven humanity to the edge of catastrophe. This view is upheld by the idea that in our time has become revolutionary, that human beings are mostly good, that they are a part of nature, and that when they are left to their own unconditioned ways, they function as the immune system of the nature they are inseparable from. So with that, we endeavor to, to look at where we're at in a world right now where we're surrounded by constant 24-hour streaming news media offering us different positions that are getting more and more extreme by the day. Our intention once again, is to deconstruct some of those those belief systems and, and see what we can put in their place that, that might help us out moving forward. 
we find ourselves in a place in history where there's many to say kindly opportunities and from a more pessimistic outlook there's many many problems that face us here on this mother earth at this time um, the increasing reality of climate change regardless of how the source of that is viewed um, political unrest the misuse of resources resulting in poverty and starvation vast environmental destruction depression and addiction epidemics media that is seemingly functioning not to inform but to enhance emotional reactionism and divide and conquer style narratives and these narratives contribute to divisions being drawn across all kinds of different lines of uh, race gender sexual orientation and nationality all different types of labels and distinctions which while not invalid are secondary in relationship to our primary identity as beings of a type of human consciousness which our modern culture with all its technology and innovation still cannot provide any reasonable or holistic explanation for we find ourselves in a place in this moment in time where extremism seems to be normalized and there's this there's a pressure at least there's a pressure that i feel there seems to be a pressure to polarize to one side or the other to uh, simplify our belief systems and structures and standings on things down to one point so that we fit in one camp or the other not that this doesn't have value in the way of taking action and standing for something however in, in that way we kind of miss some of the nuance we maybe miss a little bit of the of the resolution that's that's possible on the picture in other words the way i see it we're encouraged by the mainstream culture to stand against something and define ourselves by what we stand against while still never really examining what it is that we stand for in our own selves. This is what um, t I'm talking about in, in our intro when we say we want to zoom in here on this program on the, on the threads in the tapestry. So that way when we take a look out at the, at the bigger patterns that are created by those threads, we have a more informed uh, idea of, of what we're looking at we have a more broad perspective and, and in that way we can make more educated decisions on what we do with our precious gift of our attention and our consent and our authority. I myself am a woodworker, an artist, an autodidact, and researcher and for many years uh, I've been putting together uh, research and study all in the area of trying to explain inherent understandings that I came into this world with that I didn't have language for. Sometimes we, we study things um, to learn learn something new and then other times our studies and our the things that we learn can uh, show us ways to express understandings that we had within ourselves that we didn't have a way to to explain due to the nature uh, the limiting nature of language and so that's part of the conundrum here about having a podcast understanding that language itself is is a can can bring us closer in communication and also can 
has the potential to take us further away from that understanding. So trying to walk that that balance is my my intention in in beginning to create this platform here. And uh, as we go forward, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that there will be a good amount of uh, feedback and that people will want to get involved and and um, bring their questions and their points of view and their perspectives to this so that we can have somewhat of a uh, online forum or roundtable or salon type environment and in that you know as uh, I've deliberated on how much to share about myself on this first episode and so I'll just leave it up to you of what you guys want to know. There's a quote that I thought about a lot in relationship to this podcast, and it's from Plato. And he says, wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools, because they have to say something. So with that, I'll try to only speak when I have something to say and then offer up a space for others to um, have something to say as well. And... uh, Hopefully we can continue on in, in that fashion and, and develop a good um, collective conversation around some of these larger topics. In the course of my study, um, which has followed a very uh, non-linear, non-traditional path, um, just simply a path, uh, the path of the autodidact and the um, self-taught in in almost everything that I've cared to learn about. It seems to be the way that I learn the best. And so my path a little bit has taken me um, to various, various forms of study. A lot of just uh, reading books about various topics, whether it be from paranormal experience, out-of-body experience, ancient civilizations, Physics, mathematics, ufology, secret societies, biology, hermetics, magic, the occult, language etymology, history, geometry, permaculture, mythology, psychology, astrology, astronomy, world religions, indigenous traditions, pretty much whatever I could get my hands on all the way to the top and then all the way down the line. And I would say that I really came into a different place of being able to synthesize a lot of the different things that I was studying when I um, worked for a short period of time with Nassim Haramein in his community and physics lab in the big island of Hawaii. It was a very transformational time for me and a time where a lot of um, a lot of my thinking about what could be possible on in, the, in this world for the next generation that started to take form from there I began more of a study into indigenous ways of uh, connecting with the spiritual realm and with the realm of the elements and mother nature and um, the plant realm and through this I find I found myself traveling down to the Andes mountains to the Amazon and uh, also into the American Southwest and um, different different places like that into Brazil as well and having the amazing opportunity to learn from many indigenous um, elders and um, medicine people and healers in their own right culture culture keepers culture preservers in their own right 
people that still were connected to their place and their time and their language and the environment and biology and ecosystem that they grew out of. Something that I feel uh, for a lot of people in the West feels very, very missing. Like there's a, there's a, um, kind of like this hole in our soul where this deep, profound connection with, with nature and the unseen realm and those things that our rational mind can't understand um, used to exist. And so in, in, an, in an effort to take a lot of the things that I had learned in my studies of um, very rational scientific things and things of the mind, um, synthesized that in with this uh, understanding, this deep ecology of the soul that I uh, gained and shined onto and was tuned into in my travels and in my relationships built with different people from, from, the, from around the world, particularly indigenous people. And so from that, uh, the, the synthesis of those two things I became involved in the cultural movement of the water protectors over there at Standing Rock. And I was really inspired through that. Through seeing the open-heartedness, the generosity, the strength, the compassion, the care of people on their, on their native land praying for clean water, for respect for treaty rights, for... Uh, a new way moving forward and knowing that that movement was started by by the children by the younger generation inspired me to to do something to use my voice to use the privilege that I have empower it towards the the good of uh, deconstructing the system of oppression uh, in whatever way that I can contributing towards some sort of system that works for peace for people of all shapes, colors, sizes, and affinities towards how they live their life. I believe in the principles of peace on this earth and that it can be attained through beginning within. The impetus and inspiration and image for this podcast is also greatly inspired through my relationships developed with the weaving tribes in the Peruvian Andes. Two particular tribes and two particular families in Chihuahua and Amaru. And the, the way that they live their lives with their traditional culture and their traditional craft intact really inspired me, not only for the beauty of what they create, but for the manner in which they do it and for um, their weavers, their weaving communities. And they make uh, all kinds of different ponchos and shawls and belts and um, all kinds of different woven things, usually on uh, strap looms. They're all woven from alpaca, uh, mostly from alpaca, and dyed with mostly from alpaca and dyed with natural dyes from bugs and stones and plants 
and inside each one of their uh, patterns and tells a story, a story about their life, their cosmovision, how they relate to the four elements and to Mother Earth and Father Sky, how they relate to the sun, the moon, the stars, the animals, the lagoons, the water, children, each other. So each one, uh, when you see them, is, is unique. It's one of a kind. And it's a to me, it was a, when I witnessed it, I saw, wow, this is high culture. These weaving cultures are extremely, extremely advanced in, in the way that they transmit their life and their connection to nature through their art and, and offer it back in reciprocity with the, the, the source and the fount of all goodness, all inspiration, all creativity. So in that, that inspired the our moniker here of heirloom, thinking of the loom and thinking of the inherent wovenness of connectedness of all of us with this life, all of us with the ecosystem that we come out of, that we're embedded in, that we continue on with, whether we support it or we take from it, it doesn't change the fact that we are a part and we are connected and so thinking about that and then thinking about the heirloom something that's passed down so thinking about how this these stories that we create that we craft through our relationship to culture our relationship to each other our relationship to the environment and how that's what's passed forward for the future generations and wanting to shine that up wanting to take a conscious and clear look at it take a conscious and clear look at where we come from, where certain ideas come from, where certain um, even words come from, and, and examine them in, in such a way that we're able to craft where we go forward and what we send forward into the future generations so that our culture that we create can be an heirloom that's worthy of these bright, shining beings that are coming through every day. I have been blessed with wonderful nieces and nephews that show me the bright uh, future that is possible for a humanity in alignment and in harmony with with the earth and with the nature and cosmos that they're a part of myself personally uh, I don't have many hardline beliefs but I do believe that people are good I believe that people, if given an opportunity of a culture that's generative, if given an opportunity to aspire to the most harmonic, the most peaceful um, qualities that we have, that kindness, that simple kindness, that joy, that, that creativity, that curiosity, if we're inspired towards those avenues, we'll continue to grow and blossom in that direction, you know, just like a plant, uh, if we're given the right um, environmental factors, if we're given the right nutrients, if we're given the right things, then we'll, we'll produce things that are at that level of excellence, that level of, um, of, of quality and of value. So in that way, through that inspiration of seeing the, the, the woven textiles of my relatives down there in the Andes, I was inspired to name this heirloom culture report. And so wanting to share a little bit about how we got started and then talking about how we'll be moving forward. I want to have some guests on the show here. So this will 
by and large, hopefully be a interview program. So you don't have to hear my voice all the time. Hopefully we can get a nice uh, intersectional um, plethora of guests that want to talk about different topics that they're interested in. Researchers, authors, um, visionaries, activists, all different kinds of, of folks that maybe can offer up some different perspectives. Like I said earlier in the talk here, I think that one of the dangers of the extreme time that we're in is that um, is getting getting pushed to one side or the other. So I'm hoping to bring in some other options for for points of view, and uh, I endeavor to never tell anybody how to think or what people should think, but just to offer a different perspective, maybe than the ones that are being championed the most loudly within the uh, media outlets that are most easy for all of us to access. Um, and hopefully to give a open and fair um, chance for anyone and everyone to be heard that endeavors to, to contribute to a good world for the, for the children here on this earth and that are on the way. And so with that, in that spirit, I just want to say thank you to each and every one for taking the time today to listen to this premiere episode of the Heirloom Culture Report. Um, we hope that you'll join us again for the upcoming interviews and um, go ahead and share this if you found something interesting or useful or um, enlightening in any way or um, share this on social media platforms and other different places and tell your friends and um, you can check out our website. It's heirloomculture.net and um, in that spirit of creating something beautiful for the next generations, I always like to think about truth and beauty. We all in some way in our lives are searching for something true. And it always seems like in life the things that are the most true are the most timeless. The things that are most likely to not be destroyed by the entropic efforts of time and the machinations of the cosmos and so with that I'll leave you all with a quote today from Jiddu Krishnamurti he says it is truth that liberates not your effort to be free thank you everybody blessings and we'll see you next time <laughs>